Welcome back to The Word Podcast. I'm Julian Spivey, the editor, publisher, writer of The Word. I'm joined today by Eric Fulton. You may remember him from some of our sports podcasts from 2019. Uh, we got a sports one ready to go today. And as uh, a lot of you know, if you follow the National Football League all season long, the NFL has been celebrating its 100th birthday. And in celebration of that, you've seen numerous lists of people selecting the greatest players in league history. Today, Eric and I are going to do the same, choosing the greatest player at each major position in the history of professional football. Uh, A couple months ago, uh, the Words Facebook page held a tournament to let our little online community make its selections for the greatest players in pro football history. And as we go on through our selections, we'll be sharing those choices as well and discussing whether or not they line up with our choices and why we differ if we do. Thank you for joining me today, Eric. Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, always a, a great opportunity to have you on the show to talk about sports. I believe this is the first football podcast that we've done, though. I don't think yeah, we got any football last year. I don't think we year. had any football this year, so I'm very excited to talk about uh, this exclusive 100 list. Uh, defense kind of gets the short end of the stick when most people talk about football in general, so I kind of wanted to start with it. Uh, we're not going to be breaking down all of the positions on defense. We've combined defensive ends and defensive tackles into one defensive line choice. Uh, we've combined all the linebacker positions into one linebacker. And we've combined both cornerbacks and safeties into one defensive back slot. Uh, so let's uh, get things started with the greatest football players of all time. And we'll start with defensive lineman, the greatest defensive lineman of all time. Our Facebook community, uh, when we did this a few months ago, chose Philadelphia Eagles and Green Bay Packers legend Reggie White as the greatest defensive lineman of all time. White, who passed away at the early age of 43 in 2004 from cardiac arrest, was an eight-time, first-time All-Pro. He was a two-time Defensive Player of the Year winner, uh, remarkably coming more than a decade apart. He won his first in 1987 and his second in 1998. He led the NFL in sacks in back-to-back seasons in 1987 and 88. He had his number 92 jersey retired by both the Eagles and Packers franchises and won Super Bowl 31 with the Packers in 1997. Uh, when Reggie White retired, he was the NFL's all-time sacks leader. He was later surpassed uh, by Bruce Smith. And White was ranked as the seventh greatest player in NFL history in 2010 by the NFL Network. He was posthumously inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2006. So that was who our little online community chose as the greatest defensive lineman of all time. Eric, do you agree with him or did you go somewhere else? I agree with him. Um, I think uh, Reggie White was just a tremendous football player to watch. I mean, just the ministry of defense. Um, kind of a shame that he didn't win a Super Bowl with the Eagles because the yeah. Eagles had... One of the greatest defenses of all time to not win a, a Super Bowl. I mean, but, you know, they ran into, you know, teams like the Giants and the Cowboys of, of the 80s and 90s. and then, But then he went to Green Bay, helped Brett Favre win, a, win his Super Bowl, and... And Reggie got his Super Bowl, too, so it was good to see both of them win. One of the things that I brought up when going through his little bit of a biography there is the fact that somebody could win Defensive Player of the Year 11 years apart is just amazing to me. Uh, This was one of the harder choices uh, to make, but in the end, I, I wound up agreeing with you, Eric, and our little Facebook community vote. Uh, I'm going to go with Reggie White, too. Uh, Like I said, ended the game uh, with the most uh, sacks of all time. Just one of the most fearsome uh, 
defensive ends in the history of the NFL. And uh, as we go through each position, I want to talk about uh, a runner-up, maybe a second-place person who uh, we would have voted for. Uh, I could have gone with the all-time sacks leader in Bruce Smith, the Buffalo Bills legend, but I went back a little bit further to back when it was really a cutthroat game on defense, and one of the most cutthroat and scariest players of all time was uh, Deacon Jones. So he takes my runner-up for this position. Do you I, have would, a, I would agree, agree with, with Deacon, Deacon Jones. Jones. Just slightly over Bruce Smith, but you couldn't go wrong with either one. Yeah, and I think you will see a little bit of a more recency bias on some of these uh, uh, lists, especially the fan-voted ones. There are a lot of players who who uh, I know Eric and I have watched growing up, uh, and, and especially players from the 80s, 90s, and today on our list. Uh, let's go to linebacker, and this was no shock. Our Facebook community chose New York Giants legend Lawrence Taylor. Uh, it's hard to argue against the choice of Taylor when it comes to linebacker. After all, he is the only defensive player in the history of the NFL to win the Most Valuable Player Award when he did so in 1986. Uh, Taylor was a three-time Defensive Player of the Year winner in 1981, 1982, and that MVP winning season in 86. He was a nine-time first-team All-Pro and led the Giants' defense to two Super Bowl wins, the first in 1987 and the second in 1991. He was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in his first year of eligibility in 1999. Taylor is considered not only the greatest linebacker of all time by most, but the greatest defensive player in the NFL history. And the NFL Network in 2010 ranked him as the third greatest NFL player of all time. My choice is Lawrence Taylor. I don't think you can go anywhere I, else with this. I don't think, I'm, yeah, I'm sure. I will agree with Lawrence Taylor as well. You have anything you want to add about him? He was he was so feared. When it, com- when it comes to playing his position, like, every, like... You know, Bill Belichick, who was um, his defensive coordinator when he was playing with the Giants, I mean, I, I'm sure that he had a scheme for Taylor every time to say, hey, go get the ball just or go a, get the quarterback. Just an absolutely feared player. We all saw the seen the infamous video of, of what he did, not intentionally, of course, but what he did to Washington uh, quarterback Joe Theismann's leg when he tackled yeah. him. Uh, and the strange thing is even though most consider him to be the greatest defensive player of all time, and we've all agreed he's the greatest linebacker in NFL history, he actually probably could have been better if it wasn't for some of his off-the-field demons like drug use and, and some I, of that, that think, stuff. Yeah. He, he got suspended twice by the NFL for that, and he kind of you know, pro- probably retired a bit early because of his struggles. Uh, but we both agree with Lawrence Taylor. Again, I'm going to go back further for my runner-up. Uh, this one was hard. Uh, but I'm going to go with uh, Chicago Bears legend Dick Buckus as my runner-up for the linebacker I, position. I would agree, You're going to agree with yeah. uh, Dick Buckus. There are some other great players. Uh, Jack Lambert for the Pittsburgh Steelers, who we could have gone with there. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, more recently, uh, legend Baltimore Ravens. Ray Lewis, we could have gone there. But we both agree with Dick Buckus. Uh, we are only uh, breaking defense down into these three positions, defensive lineman, which was Reggie White, linebacker Lawrence Taylor. So we're getting to the end of defense here, and we're going to go with our defensive back position, which combines cornerback and safety. 
Our Facebook community chose Deion Sanders, who has successful runs with the Atlanta Falcons, San Francisco 49ers, and Dallas Cowboys as the greatest defensive back of all time. Sanders was a nine-time first-team All-Pro. He was the league's Defensive Player of the Year in 1994. He also won back-to-back Super Bowls with different teams, which is a rarity in the NFL, doing so with the 49ers in 1995 and the Dallas Cowboys in 96. Sanders was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2011, and in 2010, the NFL Network ranked him as the 34th greatest player in league history, and he was the third highest defensive back on their list behind Ronnie Lott and Dick Night Train Lane. Uh, Eric, do you agree with the fans' choice of Deion Sanders here, or are you going to go somewhere else? I'm going to go with Ronnie Lott. Um, yeah, yeah, Ronnie Lott's a, uh, I thought Ronnie Lott was an obvious choice. Let me tell you why. Uh, why don't you tell us why you well, think I mean, he's listen, the obvious choice? Well, I mean, listen, he was the toughest football player Probably ever. Yeah, arguably. I mean, I, I saw his um, his uh, football life uh, documentary on the NFL Network earlier this uh, football season. And I mean, the guy, when it comes to like playing the game of defensive football, especially in the safety positions, I mean, he was a hard hitter. I mean, no receiver ever wanted to go across the middle because... He was coming at you. I'm not sure Ronnie Lott could play in today's NFL. He was just too tough, probably. Yeah, he was for it. probably, probably. But you know what, though? I mean, he got his uh, one of his fingers mm-hmm. uh, amputated, and again, I mean, and I was like, that was how dedicated he was because he uh, he had the tip of his left pinky finger amputated after the 85 season. He, he crushed it while making a tackle, and they recommended bone graft surgery, but it would have meant missing part of the 86 season. So he just told the doctors to cut it off. Now, we romanticize that, but we don't recommend that. But that's just how tough that's just uh, how Ronnie tough Lott is. was. Uh, this is the first time we're going both going against uh, our Facebook fans, and I agree with you with Ronnie Lott. Uh, Lott was an eight-time first-team All-Pro uh, in Remarkably about that, he's known as this was the greatest safety of all time. The first two of those All Pro selections came as a cornerback, which he started out for the 49ers. He won four Super Bowls with that 49ers team of the decade of the 80s, and the NFL Network ranked him as the 11th greatest player of all time in 2010. He was inducted in the Hall of Fame in 2000 on his first year of eligibility. Let's switch things up and go to the offensive side of the ball. We'll start with our only special teams. Uh, position that we have here that's kicker uh the position of kicker is often disrespected in the nfl but when it comes down to the waning seconds of a game and you need to win who all of a sudden becomes the most player on the team the kicker uh facebook said adam vinatieri the new england patriots indianapolis colts legendary place kicker is the greatest of all time uh there are only two players uh who were just kickers for their career who have reached the pro football hall of fame uh jan stinnerud and uh, morton anderson anderson was just recently inducted uh adam vinatieri will likely be the third if he ever decides to hang up his kicking shoes as he was still going this season at the age of 46 with the indianapolis colts uh vinatieri is a four-time super bowl champion the first three came with the new england patriots and the most recent with the colts uh he's a three-time first team all pro and he holds the nfl records uh for maybe the two most important uh, kicking uh, records of all time, most field goals made and most consecutive field goals made. He made 44 straight earlier in his career. Uh, So that's who our Facebook community went with. I'm going to agree with him again. Uh, It's hard for me to go against Vinatieri. He's still going. I know he had some struggles this year, but most field goals made, most consecutive field goals made. That four Super Bowls, uh, two game-winning kicks in Super Bowl, which is a record. 
it's hard for me to go with anybody besides Vinatieri. Yeah, it's hard to go against Ab Vinatieri. I, I agree with everyone. Who would your runner-up be at this position? Uh, Morton Anderson. Yeah, Morton. We're gonna. I think we're gonna agree with a lot of the runner-ups. Uh, Morton Anderson, who was just inducted into the Hall of Fame when he retired, I believe he was the uh, uh, most field goals made of all time, and then Vinatieri passed him. Uh, and he also played until his mid to late 40s as well. Uh, we're going to get an offensive line, and this was the maybe the most shocking one from their Facebook community when we did the uh, polls a while back. Uh, they chose Bruce Matthews. Uh, Matthews was seemingly invincible. He never missed a game in his entire 19-year career, uh, which he played entirely for the Houston Oilers Tennessee Titans franchise. Uh it's hard to believe that you can never miss a game in a 19-year career in the toughest game in America at one of the toughest positions, uh, O-line. Uh, his 293 games started are the second most in league history. Uh, Bruce Matthews was a nine-time first-team All-Pro and was inducted into the National Football or the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2007. Now, in 2010, the NFL Network named him the 78th greatest player in NFL history, and there were a handful of other O-linemen ahead of him on that list. So this is where it kind of uh, turns into a bit of a surprise for me. I couldn't go with Bruce Matthews, part, partially because of all those handful of O-linemen ahead of him. Now, offensive line is often the most disrespected position in football, even more so than kicker maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, with it be, Even though it's one of the most important, if you don't have a good offensive lineman, your quarterback's going to get killed out there. We've seen that before. Uh, yeah. Not literally, figuratively, of course. Uh, I must admit, it's not one of the positions I've paid a whole lot of attention to in my football watching life, just because it's not one of what they call the skill positions. That's always really horrible term to say but that's that's what the experts say uh for my choice i'm gonna go with the guy who most frequently tops lists as the greatest ever at that position and that's cincinnati Bengals legend anthony munoz who the nfl network ranked as the 12th greatest player ever in 2010 which was considerably higher than bruce matthews munoz was a nine-time first team all pro and he was inducted into the pro football hall of fame in his first year of eligibility in 1998 are you also going to go with I'm going to go with uh, Anthony Munoz It's hard to well. go with a guy who the experts ranked as the 12th greatest player, period, of all time, over a guy who was all the way down at 78th, even though still in the top 100. There was other guys I could have chosen as runner-up, Gene Upshaw, uh, Jonathan Ogden, Larry Allen, a bunch of guys. I, because it's not a position I've followed too much in, in my life, for my runner-up, I'm going to go ahead and maybe – throw a bone to our Facebook community and I will say Bruce Matthews even though he was there were other guys on the NFL Network list ahead of him who is your runner up oh I have a feeling this is where we're going to disagree for the first time well I feel like um man it's tough because I mean you did like you you got Larry Allen you got Bruce Matthews you got I'll go with Gene Upshaw okay that's a that's a that's a good uh, pick and he was ahead of Bruce Matthews on that NFL Network list Tight end for me is fairly easy. Uh, the Facebook community says Tony Gonzalez. Uh, he was a six-time first-team All-Pro. He was inducted last year into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in his first year of eligibility. Uh, Gonzalez pretty much revolutioned, uh, revolutionized the way that tight ends were thought of in the NFL because he was his team's first receiving option for the majority of his career. In fact, only two wide receivers in NFL history, Jerry Rice and Larry Fitzgerald, 
has more catches in their career than Gonzalez did. He was chosen as the 45th greatest player in league history by the NFL Network in 2010. Only John Mackey, one of the older players, uh, ranked higher at the tight end position than Tony Gonzalez. I'm going to agree with the Facebook community here. Uh, I'm going Tony Gonzalez. Just the sheer number of catches. When he retired, he had the most tight uh, tight end touchdowns of all time. He's since been passed by uh, San Diego Chargers legend Antonio Gates. Uh, But Tony Gonzalez is my choice. Uh, Played most of his career for the Kansas City Chiefs. Finished it off with a few years for the Atlanta Falcons. Who is your choice? I'm going Gonzalez, too. And then my second choice would be Gronk. Rob Gronkowski. Gronkowski... uh, Almost made my runner-up. It's not his fault that he had a short career, although he could still be playing, so kind of is. But I had to go with Antonio Gates. Most touchdowns of all time for that position. Uh, only a handful of players with mo- more catches than, than Antonio Gates. Uh, I understand Gronkowski. When you put their careers, the the peak of their careers together, Gronkowski was maybe more successful, certainly won uh, more Super Bowls. Gates never won one. Uh, guys like Mackey were, were really important to the game, too, uh, at tight end back when it was more of a blocking position than a, than a receiving position. So all of those choices yeah. would have been and, good for runner-up. And also, one more thing to add, you think about it, Gonzalez and Antonio Gates, both of those guys originally come from basketball. Basketball, yeah. They're they're tall, big guys, uh, could easily dunk a basketball, and their success as probably power forwards in, in college, uh, high school and college uh, basketball, uh, really helped them revolutionize the way uh, tight ends are seen as, as um, offensive threats, uh, more so in the passing game than in the blocking game in the NFL. Uh, there's not going to be any debate over the greatest wide receiver in the history of the NFL. Facebook said Jerry Rice. I'm going to say Jerry Rice. I have not seen Eric's choices, but if he says anybody other than Jerry Rice, we have to cancel this thing, kick him out of the house right now. Uh, NFL Network ranked Rice as the greatest player in league history. 2010 poll. I know I keep bringing that up. He holds the majority of all-time receiving records in NFL history. Most touchdowns, most catches, most yards. Those are three big ones there for the position. He was a 10-time first-team All-Pro. He led the league in touchdown catches six times and in yards six times. He won three Super Bowls with the 49ers uh, twice in the 80s, once in the mid-90s. The only real question surrounding Jerry Rice is do we agree that he's the greatest player in NFL history, not just wide receiver. I kind of wanted to throw that at you I, because we, we all agree. I, I, yeah, I mean, we're all going to agree, obviously, he's the greatest wide receiver. Is he the greatest player? I would say, yeah. It, it, it's, 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 I know that there are other players. Here's an interesting thing about that. No wide receiver has ever won most valuable player in the NFL, which means Jerry Rice never won it. We consider, uh, at least you consider him in the NFL Network, consider him, a lot of people consider him the greatest player in NFL history. That has more to do with the bias uh, toward uh, receivers when it comes to MVP mm-hmm. voting because they say, well, you have to have a quarterback to throw the ball. Yeah, I for most of my life, I've... Think I've I've agreed I've agreed with Jerry Rice as the greatest football player of all time. This is going to be controversial. I think six Super Bowls for Tom Brady may do it for me. It, he may have passed Jerry Rice in the last couple of years as the greatest football player of all time, in my opinion. 
What do you, what do you have to say toward, to that? Eric? I mean, a lot of people would. A lot of people hate Tom Brady, though. A lot of it has to do uh, with stuff that happened not necessarily while he was on the on the field, though. Yeah. My dog is furious that I'm considering Tom Brady as the greatest NFL player of all time over Jerry Rice. Uh, as always, my dogs are running around during the recording of this podcast. I'm sorry about that. Hopefully that's not too loud in your ears, that, that loud piercing bark. What were you saying anyway, Eric? Oh, man, I mean, as much as I respect Tom Brady, and I mean, for what he's done in the past 20 years, I, I, I still would go consider Rice. I mean, it, it's not, it's it's hard to believe he never won an MVP. Well, that, and he like had said, one of the, the greatest bias. quarterbacks. Yeah. And you know, he had, what, two of the greatest quarterbacks of our generation. True. That he's yeah, ever, Joe Montana and Steve Young. I mean, the guy was remarkable. Do you think he's the greatest of all time and a lot of people consider him to be the greatest of all time because there's such a gap between him and the second greatest wide receiver like, of all time? I feel like it is. Because I can definitely see that and I definitely give that to And we used to have so many gap. good wide receivers, mm-hmm. you know, before and then after, you know, mm-hmm. Rice's time. But still, I mean, he's going to have records that... The 49ers offense, that West Coast offense kind of changed how how the game of football was played and that Rice became the number one option in the offense as a receiver, not the running back. For the first 50, 60, 70 years of the NFL, it was a run game. Passing was set second. The wide receivers came behind the quarterback and the running back in the, the offensive game. And ever since Jerry Rice, we've seen it become where – for a while there, especially rushing was just not that important in the NFL. So he kind of revolutionized the game. Uh, him and his coaches and his, his quarterback more so than yeah. than most in, in the history of the game. Uh, Runner-ups, the only big question here. And I noticed when we did these polls, like I said, some of the old-time guys did not uh, get the respect that they deserve, maybe because their name recognition is not as high with people who've played in the last 30, 40 years. But for me, the runner-up is a guy who played a long time ago with the Green Bay Packers, and that's Don Hudson. He was the Jerry Rice of his era, and there was that large gap between him and the next guy during his time. So to me, he's still the runner-up as the second greatest wide receiver of all time. Who are you going with? I mean, it would hard. I think it'd be hard for me to pick someone over Don Hudson. Hudson for uh, runner-up. I'm gonna go with Randy Moss. Randy Moss would have been third on my list. He was he was the guy that was right there with Hudson. I mean, Randy Moss to me was, I think he was just ex- ex- as explosive as Jerry Rice. Mm-hmm. You know, and but you know he the difference with you know with Moss is that he was tall. He was like six four. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy could go up and get it. And, you know, if he had, you know, he had some uh, disciplinary issues mm-hmm. in his career, and I, you know, and it's kind of a shame that he ended up not winning a Super Bowl uh, title. But he should have, he should have won one. Yeah, he, he had a, at least one, one option, one there, chance. Yeah, uh, which was maybe the most surprising Super Bowl loss in the history of the NFL yeah. when the Giants upset the uh, undefeated Patriots, of course, in the two uh, thousands. Uh, 
Next, we're going to running back, and this one's not. This one's closer, but I think we're all going to agree. Uh, Facebook said Cleveland Browns legend Jim Brown, and he was the oldest choice of any of the Facebook picks. Uh, Jim Brown's numbers are skewed so much because he only played nine seasons before retiring at a young age to pursue a Hollywood acting career. There's no telling how many more yards and touchdowns he could have put up. Uh, NFL Network ranked him as the second greatest player in league history in 2010. He led the league in rushing in eight of his nine seasons in the league and in touchdowns in five of those seasons. He was a three-time MVP in 1957, 1958, and 1965. Brown made eight All-Pro first teams, and he was a member of the NFL champion Cleveland Browns in 1964 before the Super Bowl era. Again, he's the only player uh, fans chose from before the Super Bowl era to make this list, Uh, and he was inducted in the Pro Football Hall of Fame all the way back in 1971. Do you agree with Jim Brown, or are you going somewhere else? I went with Walter Payton. Okay, that was, I thought we would all agree with Jim Brown, but that gives us maybe the most interesting uh, difference in opinions of this podcast, so far at least. Why do you have Walter Payton over Jim Brown? And by the way, Walter Payton was number five on that mm-hmm. list. Yes, he was. Um, and he was the uh, uh, NFL's uh, rushing leader, and I believe also touchdown leaders. Yeah, before he was the Smith, uh, before, I mean, and he held that, and he held that record. For quite for, a while. For quite a while, too. I mean, we all thought that Barry Sanders was going to probably break not only... And he would have if he, he had he retired. He would have early. had he not retired. He, he was similar to Jim Brown in retiring at an early age. But, um, you know, I mean, I, I, all I see, every time I see Walter Payton highlights, I, I see him just, like, maneuver and, and run around, you know, avoiding mm-hmm. tackles. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it was crazy to see like, how many yards he gained and stuff. I mean, and I know that in 1985, when he won his only Super Bowl with the Chicago Bears, mm-hmm. it was about the defense, but he should have gotten more credit. Than- yeah, because they're known for their great defense, but, man, he was one of the two, three, top five greatest offensive players of all time. Uh, so he kind of gets a little bit of short, uh, short into the stick there. Yeah, but I do have Jim Brown uh, second. Yeah, uh, I, I've got Jim Brown number one. Uh, did his re- early retirement affect your choice any? Not, re- not necessarily. Okay. See, I, I, I mean, wasn't going to hold been a, that against him. It would have been a toss up between Peyton and, and Brown. I mean, you couldn't go wrong with either one. I, I just had to go with Jim Brown. Uh, my runner-up is going to be very controversial, and there may be some of my biases in here. When I was first started watching the NFL, Emmitt Smith was my dude. Uh, and I know if you look at peaks, maybe not as high as Walter Payton or even Barry Sanders, but when you retire with the most rushing yards and touchdowns in NFL history, and if you're going on 20 years almost, without anybody even getting close to that. I got to go with Emmitt Smith as the runner-up. I know I'm going to catch some flack from listeners for that, but but I've got to go uh, with that. What do you think about my choice there? Well, I mean, I, I will say that it's going to be a while before anyone – even breaks his record. Just because the way the game's going. Just because going, now that Unless the Frank Gore plays until he's 70, which may happen. <laughs> it's possible, but, I mean, the way the game is now, it's, it's now more of a passing league than it is mm-hmm. a running league. And to me, I think that Emmett Smith's going to have the rushing 
record until somebody you know maybe somebody playing you know now that's a yeah. very good running back um they you know could break his record yeah i think his record will it's already lasted longer than walter payton's did and there's just no end in sight into that and that has something to do with me picking him as runner-up but again he was my first favorite nfl player so that also is there is some bias inherently there uh quarterback our first actual our first last actual position before we get into the greatest coach of all time to me, this was the most controversial choice, even more so than Bruce Matthews, uh, from all the Facebook voters, uh, and I'll get into that a little bit, but they chose Joe Montana as the greatest quarterback of all time, which, you know, people would be like, oh, how is that controversial? He was a four-time Super Bowl champion in the 80s for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, he won the game's MVP honor in three, uh, the Super Bowl MVP honor in three of those seasons. He was a three-time first-team All-Pro and the league's MVP in back-to-back seasons of 1989 and 1990. In 2010, the NFL Network ranked him as the fourth greatest player in league history, and at that time, he was the highest-ranked quarterback on that list. Again, that was a whole decade ago. Do you agree with Joe Montana? I agree. I agree okay. with Joe Montana. And, you know, he was undefeated in mm-hmm. Super Bowl. That's true. Um, Brady's lost, Tom Brady's lost three, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of people would say that he's the best quarterback, you know. Well, that's what I'm going to say. And this shouldn't really come as a surprise because I said I thought he was the greatest NFL player of all time when we had that Jerry Rice discussion. Yeah. I think that the bias against the New York, New England Patriots and Brady played a major factor in him losing out uh, to Joe Montana in the Facebook vote. I don't think that has anything to do with your vote. I don't. I know I you, don't no, uh, it doesn't. But when you talk about when we talked about earlier with Jerry Rice, we talked about the West Coast offense and how Rush revolutionized the game. Well, obviously the quarterback. Yeah, yeah that you're was, definitely right about that. Uh, Brady's a love him or hate him type of player. Although I will say both of us are kind of neutral on him, uh, even though I say he, he's the greatest player of all time. But I think he's the greatest quarterback to ever set foot on the field and a player. Uh, the numbers are hard to argue with. He's led the Patriots to six Super Bowls. Not only has another quarterback never led a team to that many Super Bowls, there's not a single franchise in the NFL history that's won more than six Super Bowls. Tom Brady himself has won as many Super Bowls as the next highest franchise, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Everything about Brady's career, in my opinion, is better than Montana, except for what you got to. Montana may be more important because he may have revolutionized the game more. Brady's got two more titles. I know Montana was undefeated, but when you get to nine Super Bowls, I don't think you can be expected to win, to be undefeated. Uh, He's got one more league MVP than Montana had, one more Super Bowl MVP than Montana had. He's thrown more touchdown passes, more passing yardage than Montana. He's second in league history, just right behind New Orleans Saints legend Drew Brees. So I just don't get... I just don't get people putting Montana still as the greatest of all time. But like you said, it may have to do with that offense revolutionizing the game. Do you have anything else to add about Montana and Brady? No, I mean, look, Montana and Brady are the two greatest quarterbacks I've ever seen Mm -hmm. personally in my life. And, and, I mean, either one could be I never got to see Joe Montana play, uh, I mean, yeah, well, you never saw him. But, I mean, I saw him when I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, but... 
still, I mean, the highlights and everything. I could watch a Brady Montana highlight and, and be just as excited. Yeah. Uh, let's get into the uh, our last topic, our, uh, the greatest coach of all time. And even though there is this bias against the New England Patriots among many uh, football fans, Bill Belichick actually did win the fan vote. Uh, he's been the most dominant force in coaching since the moment he took over the reins of the New England Patriots in 2000. He's led his team to six Super Bowl victories, again, the most ever uh, by a coach. Uh, he's got uh, nine appearances, most ever by a coach, and he's won 68% of the games he's ever coached. And that number is brought down by his earlier years before he was uh, with the Patriots. Uh, he's a no-brainer Hall of Famer when he's eligible. Uh, I'm going to agree with Bill Belichick uh, as the greatest coach in football history. It's just those records, the Super Bowl records, that are hard for me to look past. Who do you have as the greatest coach in history? I know a lot of people would, would you know, <laughs> I think I'm about to make something controversial. I'm uh, going to go with Lombardi. Vince I don't Lombardi. think that's controversial at all. The, the Super Bowl trophy is named what? The Vince Lombardi Trophy. And that is really the only thing I think you need to say in your defense. The fact that the league's best trophy, the one everybody straps in and wants to win, is named after Vince Lombardi is a good reason for him to be uh, the greatest coach of all time. He's my runner-up. Is Belichick your runner-up? Belichick's my runner-up. So we flip-flopped. So I don't disagree with Lombardi. And how many championships? Because he won two Super Bowls, but he won championships before that. Yeah, he won championships in the early 60s with the Packers. I think it's like five or something. Yeah, I believe that's true. But, I mean. I think this is the recency bias we were talking about. Again, the only person who won any of the Facebook polls that played before the Super Bowl era was Jim Brown. So I think that may have a little bit. Belichick, I think, did beat Lombardi in the finals in that matchup. So really, to me, it's kind of a 1A and a 1B situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, the fact that Belichick's done this in the modern era, though, is just mind-blowing to me. And some people will say, well, he's cheated his way to it. I don't want to get into that. I, I just I think a lot of that's much ado about nothing. Uh, but... Belichick's my choice, Lombardi's your choice, and I don't think you can go wrong no, with either so. one of those. Do you have anything you want to add before we finish the show today? No, I think I mean, this, this is a pretty this good was, roster. We, we mostly roster. agreed. We differed there with the coach, uh, uh, running back, quarterback, some of the big positions. We pretty much agreed on most of them. Uh, I would love to have a time where you could like have a time machine uh, bring all these guys to the same era and have the team that we chose as our top team play against our runner-ups and then see what would really happen. That would be fun. Uh, of course, that kind of stuff doesn't happen. And that's why it's hard to pick a team of the greatest players of all time because they come from so many different eras. And unlike other sports, football has changed more over its century uh, of mm-hmm. being than, than baseball, basketball, some of the other sports. So to me, that's harder. But I thought this was a, a fun uh, exercise to do, and I would like to hear from people who who agree or disagree with some of our choices and just let us know what your picks are going to be. And I thank Eric Fulton for joining me again today. We're going to hear from him again in the future. Anytime we do sports, you're going to hear from Eric. Uh, 
And I just want to say to uh, find us online at thewordwebzine.weebly.com. It's where we publish our articles. Eric writes them every now and then for us as well. And you can find us on social media at Facebook and Twitter at the word webzine. And please subscribe and like and, and review our podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, we record them on Anchor. You can find us there. You can also find us on Spotify as well as uh, Apple. So, um, Thanks for joining me, Eric. Thank you. And uh, y'all have a good one.